0: So, Andy, one of the big things when it comes to real estate investing is money. It's all about money. That's, In fact, that's the only reason we invest. Uh, Fortunately, you're kind of a money guy. You do financial advising. uh, You know a lot about money. And here's one of the problems that we're running into is the more money you want, the more money you're looking for. You got to work with less and less sophisticated people or larger pools of sophisticated investors. And there's some products out there. Uh, called syndications, mm-hmm. uh, real investment trusts, uh, based on private placement memorandums that allow us to raise capital for a project from a lot of people. Your experience with Regulation D, uh, it is it is a regulation that says we can and can't raise capital in certain ways. Start from the beginning. What is your experience with Reg D and why do you know anything about it?
1: Well. First of all, let me introduce myself to all your friends, okay? Uh, Andrew Lisk, our financial group, uh, senior vice president. Um, with that in mind, everything I say to you today is not to be taken for financial advice. Please consult your tax attorney, your regular attorney, an investment attorney, whoever you may be, or come and visit me, and then I can say you're my client. I can talk to you all you want. Is my you disclaimer. That. I, 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 have to. To I have to. I have to. So my experience with Reg D, why do I have to know Reg D? It's really simple. For the fact of the matter, it's part of the Series 7 exam. Series, oh. 7, ex- Series 7 exam, I'm a, a stockbroker by trade. That's my that's my, um, my milk and honey, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm also obviously on the insurance side. But, so start but the primary reason for knowing um, Reg D is for the fact of the matter is I'm not going to go out and go raise capital for something that isn't regulated. Okay? So... What we're getting into with Reg D when we take a group of smaller investors and pull their money together in one unified write-off, however you want to phrase it, yep. that's where Reg D comes into play. And I have to make sure that I'm not playing with that. So I do know it.
0: Excellent. So Okay, so let's, let's talk. So for you, you don't want to play with that. We do want to play with it. Right. Uh, I want to know uh, what are the reasons that financial advisors stay away from uh, regulation D?
1: What is what is the reason there? Well, it's really quite simple. We have to do something that's fully regulated. If you go to Reg D, it's the small pool. It is not regulated by the Securities Exchange Commission. So it is out of our scope of investing. That would have to be an item that would be handled by private placement. Um, if we were to handle something on that scale, we'd actually have to write a pure IPO for it have it regulated, do the red herring, Do all that fun jazz, full underwriting, full due diligence. And before we're done with it, any profit that you guys would make off it when you did it, if you tried to do it, you wouldn't see a thing. That's why it's called for small purposes only. Right.
0: Now, I love that they say small purposes, but a lot of the guys I know using Reg D are, are doing $10 million projects, $20 million projects, $100 million projects. So it's uh, they're small purposes uh, but it's still it does what we are looking to get done so regulation b is an exemption it's a way right. of saying you got to be regulated the sec is involved unless you do this what are the the requirements are you familiar with
1: 506 b the 506 b ruling to us is really i hate to admit it i'm not big on it i don't know enough about it to give knowledge on it hence why i say Call your attorney on it who specializes in that field. It's a, very, it's, a, it's a really gray area for me on that one because yep. it's not something I work with.
0: And then if I said the 506C, it's a it's, uh, little brother there,
1: same situation, yes? Exactly, exactly. And I'm not trying to be a ball buster. I'd rather give you the truest <laughs> advice possible.
0: I love it. So every so often I'll be like, well, how about
1: Tesla? And, and you're like, eh, I can't talk oh, about it. Oh, oh yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, let's not let's not discuss Tesla right now. Yep, we we will not. <laughs> we will not. Although well, I will say, full disclosure, I own uh, quite a few shares. Nothing wrong with that at all. And you enjoyed that split. Yep, yep. And it's, the seventeen percent uh, cool. drop. Yeah, but that's another story altogether.
0: Hey, twenty four percent up this week. So we're we're it's okay. running. We're chugging our way back up.
1: <laughs> Look, like I always said, as long as you are an experienced investor and you know what you're doing fantastic. If you're not experienced, then go see a professional and talk to them before you do that. Go to you have the sense to do the right thing. So mazel tov to you on that. I don't
0: know. I'm, I'm good at real estate. Uh, stocks have proven to be a little faster, uh, a little slipperier, a little faster. So It's half the fun. <laughs> it, it is half the fun. So Andy, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, and they were looking for a uh, fiduciary, somebody to invest their money with, or at least get an opinion, what is the easiest way to contact you?
1: Uh, best way to call my office, 412288811, or reach out to me on fa- Facebook. Awesome. Yeah, and absolutely.
0: Andrew Liss, A-N-D-R-E-W-L-I-S-S.
1: That is correct, my brother.
0: Now, Andrew, Regulation D, I know it's not your thing uh, when it comes to how to actually use it in, a, in the daily, but... When it comes to raising capital, uh, 506, C and B, I can't remember the differences between them. They have uh, some requirements called sophisticated investors. Right. right. So 36 do not have to be sophisticated investors. Uh, they don't have to be um, the high net worth or the high income, but the rest, the majority have to be, And once you get over 36 members, you have to have a requirement that are sophisticated. That right. My uh, attorney, the who we spoke to about this, he said, "You're better off dealing with sophisticated investors anyway. You, yes. you don't want to mess with that. Like that's for you know family, friends, but you really don't want to have anybody who's not sophisticated in your investments. Definitely not. What Definitely are the not. reasons for that? And uh, what makes somebody sophisticated?"
1: It's really simple um, because we work with products where we have to have the same rules of sophisticated investors. Um, and each firm actually makes it different criteria what is it a sophisticated investor is. Before it was only $100,000 in cash and some assets. Now it could be our new firm possibly as high as 500,000 minimum cash. It, but the rationale behind that is really simple. One, they can absorb the loss because any investment is subject to go to zero or If it's in that kind of setting, it could actually be even more negative than that. There are some investments like that where you'll be dragged down with tax liability. So you have to be very careful with that. You have to also have knowledge of that, hence sophisticated investors. This is not your common off the street who's going to TD Bank North, or my favorite, thank you, is Robinhood. You're not putting money into Robinhood. No, you have to be able to absorb and survive. So this would not affect your life you're not going to declare bankruptcy over this i did my to i'll use my example so if i put somebody into a real estate investment trust they have to be a sophisticated investor The AUM has to be a minimum of three hundred thousand dollars plus x amount of cash depending on the writing of it yep. with that in mind if they put in let if they have three hundred thousand dollars the most they can do usually is ten percent so if someone has a hundred million dollars well yeah they can do uh a hundred, a $1 million dollars, and that's that aspect. Hence, when you mention that, but you look, the small size, like we said, it's the amount of people in the syndicate itself. It's not the net worth of what they have. Right. Yeah,
0: I know. It's, so it's uh, it's definitely a um, it adds an extra level to what we do. You know, as I've raised capital, I've always made sure that the person had more money than I was taking. Right. So I always had a, a two to two to one ratio where if we were taking 100,000 i want to know that you have at least you know another 30,000 sitting in your bank account where you're going to be okay if if something happens you're not coming to me and saying hey man i, I need that 100 back um same with 50, actually yeah 100,000 yeah yeah about 30 as long as there's something left behind some residual i don't want to have to ever cut a uh, you know i wouldn't stop my investment i just go and put somebody else in but i don't right. want to have that responsibility as you get into larger projects like you know the private placement memorandum syndications, it really, really has to be serious investors. They have to be interested in staying in there for the long term they have to understand the terms uh, some of these investments and i don 't know what what you 've been playing with lately, Andy, but some of these are one year, three year, five year, ten year when it comes to the the syndications because they involve a purchase a renovation period, a refinance period, and sometimes the refinance periods where investors are getting paid back. And then sometimes there's a sale period. Typically these these deals are about five years if they're doing a sale. Mm-hmm. And what if the sale period is in a down market? So now the whole deal extends and so your gain can be pushed out further. Uh, if so what what is the requirement of sophisticated investor standard, standard definition.
1: So, just like we said, they are only going to put 10% of what they can afford to put in. They have to have $300,000 easily liquid. Yeah. That's the start of it. And by the way, on our end, also, when you're dealing with real estate investment trust, mm-hmm. the uh, subscription period is anywhere from seven years <laughs> I love when they say that <laughs> to up to to up to twenty years now you're getting passed through income uh on that plus also some tax benefits on it, but realistically, just like you said, you have to be in it for the long haul there's no liquidity, and it's that simple. This is for the lack of better words, balls to the wall investing
0: <laughs> andy I love it uh balls to the wall investing it's uh that's real estate, and I made a post last night uh about how. If you want to be wealthy, you want to make money, you can't be playing the short game. You got to get into the long game because real estate is not, stocks too, right? We say it's a long-term hold. We're in it to hold for the long term. And I'd say, assume crypto is the same thing. When you want to make more money and you don't have something you know, worth a million dollars to sell, then you have to build something up. It takes a long time. It could take you know, years. And the people who make a million in a year, you know, 12-year-old kids who are making a million a year, they are the exception. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the exception. Yes. They're not the rule. No. It, it takes time to build up the knowledge, the assets, the the money, to get that moving forward so that you can have a whole bunch in the end. And it, it's cool that the, the tax code gives us ways and uh, the social, uh, security uh, what does SEC stand for, anyway?
1: Securities and Exchange Commission.
0: Yeah. So those guys, the SEC, yeah, make sure they have rules so that you know investors don't make mistakes, so investors aren't getting crushed or uh, you know losing their whole house or losing all their money, and then you know the deals go south. They're there for a reason, but they can also make it more difficult to raise capital. Uh, they can definitely their regulations can make it difficult. Reg D. Even though it creates a lot of opportunity to raise capital, it's still a very stringent uh, law. There's still a lot of so you don't have to report, right? So Regulation D, you don't have to report
1: no uh, anything to the SEC. So that's no. it's a state I, issue, actually. Go on. No, it's uh, the Reg D. Really, primarily will involve the state more so than the federal government. Excellent. <clears throat> so. so
0: we don't have to worry about the big guys. We got Never
1: say guys. that either. Don't hold your breath <laughs> on that. Always do everything with, with your, your T's and dot your eyes and all that fun stuff. I'm right. sure Mr. Shine would say the same thing also.
0: Absolutely. And um, I can't remember the name of our uh, securities attorney, but phenomenal, phenomenal uh, guys. And they have plans. And this is the, the conversation that we had with them. So you get a good a securities attorney, get a good, uh, well, yeah, securities attorney, real estate attorney, have, have people who know what they're talking about because as Andrew has said it multiple times, I get, you know, have the conversation with the attorney, have the conversation with the attorney, you check with your attorney. They go to school for these things and the law book is huge. Uh, we have a tax attorney, right? There's multiple different attorneys we utilize yes. uh, for different parts of our business and have a financial advisor. If you're buying real estate, have a real estate agent. Uh, if you're looking to do anything larger than just buy a single-family home, start getting you know, real estate attorneys, tax attorneys. Uh, what is the other one? Estate planners. Those were attorneys. Oh yeah, absolutely. There, there's so much out there in the code to uh, not avoid tax, but to yeah, avoid tax. Yeah, we're not evading it.
1: We're avoid is the word, but yeah, they don't they sh- they frown upon that. But yes, it is, uh, advantage, it is a little,
0: tax advantage yourself?
1: Uh, I think that's the best way of say it. Tax advantage. Take Absolutely. advantage of the tax laws. The exactly. tax codes. Let the tax laws work for you rather than against you.
0: From now on, Eddie, let's just coin it that way. Let's let's forget this whole tax evasion and say, let's have the, ta- was the tax code work for you.
1: Absolutely. Have mm-hmm. anything work for you. Yeah. Don't Everyone go against should... the tide. Nope. Flow with the tide. Absolutely.
0: Awesome. So, Andy, I got to ask, didn't see you yesterday at the conservation board meeting. No, you didn't. Where were you?
1: (laughs) Where were you, Andy? I was in a lodge of a group of master masons with the Grand, with uh, state of Rhode Island. I was invited by their new worshipful master, who was a client of mine, and it was his first night, so I had to go there. Plus, also got to uh, hang out with uh, the most worshipful state of Rhode Island. He's the head dude, who's a friend of mine, so... Couldn't pass that up.
0: Very cool. So you're part of the Masons? I am a big Mason.
1: Yes, indeed. (laughs) In fact, wait, can we do it? Can we do it? Let's see if I don't drop this. Can we see all the little diplomas over there? Woo! (laughs)
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, God. Let's get this. I hate these computers. So anyway, so that's that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's where I was. Hanging out. No alcohol. (laughs) It was kind of sad
0: ah oh, well it's it's not like the uh the cigar shop no far
1: from it Folks, so, by the way fridays come visit us
0: friday i will, I will be there anyway I'll uh, be so
1: there. masons will be
0: there uh, friday's a fun night, so we all hang out with most cigars we talk real estate, talk stock mm-hmm. uh talk masonry absolutely. I, I learned a whole bunch uh from Dan the other day uh Dan was Ouch. talking about some of the uh <laughs> some of the phrases you were memorize and <laughs> I don't remember any of it. I just remember having respect for him and his memory. So it's
1: it's a good group. It's a good group. Yeah. We help. A, it's a good charity group. Right? That's yeah. the key. And we'll, I'll talk to you about it offline.
0: Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so regulation D, it is. Um, I, it's going to be one of the topics I'm going to be discussing uh, this week. I'll be pulling on some syndication attorneys, cool tax attorneys, and uh, having the conversation more as. Ultimately, what we're looking to do is raise capital to build a small group. Uh, you know, my goal of building a billion-dollar REIT is, Absolutely. you know, five years away. So right now, we're testing with a 20-unit portfolio, something I already own. But how do we bring other people in? So we're doing it in a safe manner, just like a, a little test pilot, to see how it works. And once we we test it all out, then we'll start scaling and building up to uh, you know larger investments, allowing people to come in. Uh, so it's it's one of those things where I'm not rushing into this. I'd rather go small, start steady. I think it's a $1.4 million portfolio. Uh, so the capital raise is way smaller than the normal stuff we've done, mm-hmm. but it's still, we want to do it the right way. We want to do it you know, using Reg D, going through sophisticated investors only, so we'll probably have
1: one or two. <laughs> one no, you, you seriously, yeah, this is where you fit. If you're thinking small that way, and I'm not saying you are, I'm not trying to be insulting, but if you think you're only going to get the non-sophisticated investor, you're absolutely wrong. It's when you change that mindset to say, I'm only going to get that and I will get that. And I know you will. So I wouldn't be on this conversation right now otherwise. Listen, I, not, List. I love it. I love the mindset, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to have this mindset in this business and your business. they yeah. really not much different. They're yes. really not much different.
0: Yeah, absolutely. True. And, and I do, I have a good network of sophisticated investors. Uh, it's just, there's, I know so many people who are not sophisticated who'd want to jump into this. And so it's just a matter of raising their capital, getting them up. That's why we're making millionaires, right? So the mm-hmm. hundred millionaires is uh, let's just create people who have that sophisticated the ability to invest in sophisticated investors and uh, stack up their cash faster. The reason we're building the REIT, I don't know if I told you, Andy, is I want to retire again. And so, as we've built up this portfolio of stock, uh, real estate investments, we'd like to get it to the point where there's a company out there that can just take small landlords, well, small landlords, no. uh, properties and invest them for them so that they don't have to do it anymore. So, if I can. Exactly if I can get this thing to get a, a 12, 8, 12% dividend yield, and I sell own the stock and I don't pay any taxes when I sell, you know, using the upreach strategy, mm-hmm. it would be a win for me. So that's what we're looking to build. a way for larger investors to retire. And, you know, maybe one day I'll go pick up Dave's property. just, you know, Dave, here, bring him in, bring him in.
1: <laughs> Why not? Absolutely. I'm sure he wouldn't mind the extra capital.
0: Oh no, he, he would not. Uh, he'd be a no, he
1: camper, travel the country. <laughs> That's a so cool my, camper.
0: Yep, <laughs> he just got the hitch installed this week, so good for him. All the campgrounds are in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, thank you. Regulation oh. D—it's—it's uh, it's good for us, and you know, I think your your opinion of it is pretty strong. That it makes sense for real estate investors to raise capital, as far as um, you know, as a as a fiduciary for your uh, your clients, it makes sense to stay away from unregulated products. Mm-hmm. until they're sophisticated enough to say, yes, that maybe I want a little bit of that diversity. I think exactly. you said 10% uh, that makes it a, a nice, safe amount, as long as not all your 10% are in these unregulated products.
1: I would, I would advise against that, yes, but then again, there are points where I can't control my clients 100% either. So, you know, it's like, you know what? That's why that 10% there, it's just stupid money. Yep. You have fun with it. You yeah, have fun with it.
0: Andy, what are you up to the rest of the week?
1: Oh, let's see. What are we up to the rest of the week? We've got some meetings. We've got some new clients. We're going to have fun. And Friday, oh, Friday is Rosh Hashanah. Happy New Year to my Jewish brethren. That's it. Rosh Happy New Year. Year.
0: Happy New but Year.
1: But I will be at the cigar store first because I've got to celebrate the New Year with a cigar. That's it, brother. I will see you there when you have a choice.
0: Always work with the best. Andy, cheers to your success.
1: Thank you, my brother. Thank you. Listen, great to see you and love being on. So thank you, everyone.
0: You'll be back, brother. See you again. Right. Have an awesome day. You too. Okay, bye.